else is there? What else you got? Let's see. He's like, get a tank! <laughs> Burn it down! Yeah. <laughs> Stand down wind! <laughs> Yeah, this is you. I did my day. It's me. It is me. Hello. Hello. Michael. <laughs> what? The big gulp? I was trying to say welcome, but I said the C before the L. Welcome. <laughs> welcome to, to something. Sister X podcast with me, Rose. Uh, what? And Stephanie. Why are you in the a PTSD <laughs> Disney princess voice? PTSD Disney Yeah, It's the D in PTSD. Is this is my NPR voice. Oh. NPASMR? NPASMR. I don't know if I like it or hate that. Bernie Sanders takes the lead. Oh, she feels the burn. She feels the burn, guys. Hello. And welcome to the Sister X podcast. Take two. Take two. Fight. Fight. Cage match. Just kidding. Finisher. Today, Stephanie's going to tell us a story. Oh, by the way, I'm Rose, and this is Stephanie. Hi. We talk, about, sh- we talk about true crime. I'm going to tell you a story. <laughs> You're talking about murder. Mayhem. And madness, <laughs> which we are really feeling right now. Just mad as shit. So last week, we talked about good old Eddie Camper. Oh, Eddie the Menace. And he had a little bit of everything, right? He had a little yes. murder, a little mayhem, a little madness. A little inappropriate usage of skulls. Very inappropriate. Not recommended. Banana slugs. And banana slugs! Banana slugs. Smart banana slugs. They're so cute. Anyways, we're going to talk about something different today. We are going to talk about something scandalous today. Scandalous. Yes, I'm very scandalous. Scandalous. Oh, yes. Um, so today, yeah, like I said, we're gonna get some scandalous. We're gonna talk about the infamous Hollywood madam herself, <gasps> Heidi Fly. Oh, ah, this I'm so excited. You love her. I'm so excited. I love her so much. You love and I shouldn't because she's a train wreck. She's terrible. But. But you love her. I still love her. I've known this about you for years. <laughs> it's like everyone had like their like big old like thing when they were growing up. Like that's my internet thing. Mine was soup was the the madam or whatever. Long defunct, but I'm just like so cool. The madam, uh, deviant art, like, the like so so like awesome. She was so cool. And since I figure I've been a little heavy with like previous stories, Ward Weaver and Columbine, mm. which if these episodes are released according to plan today would be the release date April twentieth, twenty twenty, marking the twenty first uh, twenty one year anniversary of Columbine. Oof. Would be the release date. Oof. So to lighten the mood, I figure let's dabble in some adult themed madness and we can be murderous next week. There's always time for murder. There's plenty of murders. There's plenty of murders. There's plenty of them out there. It's not a shortage. Mm Mm-mm. And I'll be the first to admit that I was kind of like a weird kid, but I have been strangely captivated with Heidi since I was younger because she was always trying to like, people automatically make the assumption, just automatic jump to prostitution. It was what was behind that. It was trying to break that glass ceiling and it's not just about this, that she was trying to follow and strengthen women's rights and mm-hmm. business acumen and she did it a roundabout way, but she and um, a fellow happy hooker, Xavier Hollander, another big idol, and I've read I've read her books, um, took the reins and tried to even out the playing field. Like, the dark side of feminism, what people don't like talking about because it involves sex and sex work. 
Yeah. And, like, both of these women, super smart, highly intellectual women, mm-hmm. like, Heidi started, like, running gambits on, like, businesses at a super young age. That's just how her mind works. She's very, like, quick on that. Cool. Yes. I'm excited to hear about her. Um, so let's get to know Heidi from her career from madam to the elite to her highly publicized quest for sobriety on Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew. <gasps> and that's Dr. just his Did you watch that scene? Oh, it, uh, was it good? It was Do I need mess. to go look it up? It's a mess. I need to look it up. Uh, I'm going to start with a quote. I have a lot of quotes because she's she's not dead. Like, she's actively, like, living her... She's actively alive. She's actively alive, living a li- um, her, a best version of her life in Nevada. But um, Of course in Nevada. Yeah, everything. This whole thing's in Nevada, yeah. in California. Uh, but look at my life. I've had tremendous highs. I've spent one evening with <laughs> Princess Diana. I've had dinner with Nancy Reagan. I also spent part of 1997 in solitary confinement in a penitentiary in Dublin, California. Oh, Dublin. Ooh. Yeah, that's for a couple years in Dublin. But, like, what the... What is... I just, like, when I was writing this and putting it together... Right. I'm, like, screaming at the computer, like, what is your life? What are you doing? <laughs> Who are you? Like, just fascinating. We're gonna find Just, out. like, a little nugget of weird. That's crazy. So, uh, let's, let's just jump right on into it. Heidi Lynn Fleiss was born December 30th, 1965. Heidi was one of six children from parents Paul and Elisa Fleiss. They were a wealthy family, Paul being a prominent Hollywood pediatrician. Born with business business acumen and drive, her entrepreneurial spirit started when she was a teenager still living at home. Heidi began babysitting and quickly became popular with neighborhood parents. Not long after, she was overbooked. Quick to think of what seemed like the most profitable solution, Heidi began hiring out her friends to work in her place. (laughs) So what's the babysitter version of a madam? Um, (laughs) Babysitter's club? (laughs) Babysitter's club president? Uh, Three couples would call me on a Friday night, and being a Jew, I can't turn that money down. (laughs) And baby, I sat all three at the same time and just called some girlfriends to start. Like... She is... That's amazing. She says that shit all the time in her life. She's like, ah, no, it's a Jew. Like, like, fucking A, Heidi. Calm down. I love it. I love it. In 10th grade, Heidi dropped out of high school and began frequenting a local racetrack, playing up her quick wit and gambling spirit. Oh. (laughs) Right? It's a downhill fast. Uh, We'll see. <laughs> when, when she was 19, Heidi was invited to attend a party in Beverly Hills. Ooh. because she got some money. At this party, she met famed financier and former millionaire, Bernie Kornfeld. Former millionaire? Former. I don't... It was, like, at the time, like, when she met him, he was, it was a couple years after. Like, gotcha. still super. Yeah. Super, super money. The pair hit it off immediately and began dating. Despite a 42-year age difference. Ew. Wait, this is when she was like... She was 19. Oh, I mean, at least she's legal. Yeah. But... Yeah. Nope. The romance was short-lived, but she would what she had learned from Bernie in regards to business was invaluable. Like, That's a different kind of Bernie burn. <laughs> right? It's just... Aw. <laughs> By the time Heidi was... 22 years old, she had found herself a single and living in Los Angeles. Woo! Single and ready to Pringle. Pringle? Yeah. Once you pop the fun nose down. You're gonna make me hungry now. <laughs> it's my goal in every story. You're like, I'm gonna make Rose hungry today. And I just ate. <laughs> I just ate. 
healthy snack. Yes, snack. I had chocolate marshmallow peeps. Not healthy snack. <laughs> this is when Heidi would meet Madame Alex, a well-known brothel owner in pivotal moment in her life. Madame Alex. Madame Alex. I've always heard about this woman, and when I met her, I was like, whoa, you expect a madame to be this really elegant figure like they have on TV. And here is this five foot three, bald-headed Filipino woman in a see-through muumu. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm like, oh my god. Go on. <laughs> yes. Please yell at me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like fuck. I imagine she th- she throws shit. She has. Oh yeah, she throws shit. Five she, three. She's throwing shit. She's throwing shit. Her her sandals. Her oh, cups. Fucking hitting people. Whatever. Whatever is around her. <laughs> Madam Alex realized that Heidi's aptitude was not in servicing clients, but in servicing business. And Heidi was running Madam Alex's business for her. Um, if you've seen Heidi Flies, mm-hmm. uh, not conventionally attractive. Yeah. And she's like called herself out. She's like, oh no. And I'm going to, there's a quote here. Um, I wish I was a better hooker, she laughs. Uh-huh. I could not compete with the other girls. She's like, I have the big Jewish nose, and like yeah. I have this mousy brown hair, and I'm not full-figured at all. She's very, yeah. like, skinny, and, like, it's just... And she has, like, that... She has a very big mouth. Very mouthy, very interesting lips, and she's had... Yeah. I, I don't want to, like, call her out, but it looks like there's been work done. Yeah. And for the not necessarily best. Ooh. Yeah, it's kind of... It's, it's a rough spot. But uh, Madam Alex was using the same girl she'd been using for years and needed a whole restructuring, revamping. And mm-hmm. Heidi was there to write it. Injecting new life into the business, Heidi brought in several of her young friends who she had met through former flame Bernie to work for at the brothel. Soon, the business was thriving. Prior to the takeover, the business grossed about $50,000 a month. Um, and But yet, uh, just on average, then the first month Heidi managed... The prostitution ring, profits were over $300,000 a month. Jesus. She was fucking great at this. What did, how do you do that? Just getting cute girls in and just like spreading them out and getting them in the right place at the right times. Oh my goodness. Because like, I would imagine after, so like Madame Alex had been doing it for like 20 or so years, Mm -hmm. I think prior to this, you kind of like, I would imagine get blinders and you stick with what you know. Yeah. Get comfortable. Yeah, you get comfortable. Well, you have a 19-year-old coming in, or, or sorry, 22-year-old at this time, and be like, why don't you do this? Like, oh, shit, I never thought of it like and that. And she obviously had connections. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she knew people. She knew where things were going to be happening, so yeah, she could put like, people. Oh, exactly. Very I love it. So smart. Heidi and Madame Alex would eventually part ways when Heidi felt as though Madame Alex wasn't paying her well enough for her managerial services, which granted, I mean, yeah. give her a bigger cut. Because she was still basically paying her out like just a like a girl, like mm-hmm. not anything fancy. Heidi had bigger aspirations at first. Her original objective was to make enough capital to switch careers and get out of prostitution altogether into something like real estate. Like why not? Another form of prostitution. Yeah. But with big fancy houses. Yeah, fill this big fancy house with your days. <laughs> Marble floors. <laughs> but like so many before her, she was hooked on power, fame yeah. and glamour. At this time, Heidi began to experiment with drugs. Her addiction would be a constant Whoops. check and balance system that was never easy to maintain. That's where it goes downhill. Madam Alex would pass away on the first day of Heidi's federal trial later on. Oh. She was old. Yeah. Heidi launched her own call girl business, and it freaking took off. Like, instant booming success. Bam! Bam! Four months into business, she had made her first million dollars. Jesus. Fuck, right? Um, charging upwards to about 
minimum like 1500 a night. Clients ranged from Fortune 500 executives to young heirs to rock icons. Playing matchmakers to the richest men in the world, Heidi carefully paired them with women tailored to every fantasy. Because she did have like this big stable of freaking all of your options. At this time, this was a full-service operation. Heidi made all the financial and travel arrangements and in turn collected 40% of the fee off the top. Oof. (laughs) Smart girl. Mm -hmm. Heidi's stable was popular for many reasons. Men coming to her for the whole experience and a certain je ne sais quoi about her girls. I've been been so excited to say that part. (laughs) Clean cut and perfect. I wanted a guy to know that she was born and raised in Beverly Hills. Stepped off the cover of Seventeen magazine, but she's gonna fuck like Jenna Jameson in the bedroom. Bam. She's gonna be the nastiest girl on the planet. She's gonna bring in other girls. She's gonna do this. She'll do that. She'll do things you've never heard of. She's that girl. Ooh. Saucy advertising. Yeah. That girl. <laughs> She'll do stuff. Different, different that girl. <laughs> and just because she is playing to her strengths and keeping up with her supply and demand doesn't mean she wasn't in tune with women's rights. Mm-hmm. Heidi was always vocal about equal rights and especially true when it came to the sex industry. <clears throat> I think it's something that everybody, a woman, has to choose. It's a choice a woman has to make. If they're comfortable and if they want to do it, then there's, or if there's something about it that bothers you, or you have a religious hangups, boyfriend hangups, whatever, don't do it. It's unfair that men put these laws on women's bodies. A woman has a right to choose what to do with her own body. I mean, I don't think prostitution is a career, but maybe it's a stepping stone. Yeah. Unfortunately, running a brothel was a stepping stone to a federal prison sentence in Dublin, California. In December 1992, Heidi boasted to the LA Times about her success and rise in the field of prostitution. (laughs) Whoops. Look, I know Madame Alex was great at what she did, but it's like this. What took her years to build, I built in one. The high end is the high end, and no one has a higher end than me. In this (laughs) business, no one steals clients. There's just better service. So very cocky. Mm -hmm. Very, very cocky and what happens when you get cocky you get fucked yep a hundred percent of the time <laughs> literally figuratively in this story what happens when you get cocky? sometimes you don't get fucked and you have blue balls and you get blue balls but this time but this time the well, LAPD fucked her. like huh her over-the-top proclamations sparked the interest of the Los Angeles Police Department and they launched an investigation into Heidi's business ventures also just love saying Heidi Heidi. 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 Hi, I'm Heidi. Heidi Fleiss was arrested in June of 1993 after an undercover sting operation. The sting resulted in federal charges of conspiracy, tax evasion, and money laundering. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Which, I mean, they're like, eh. When you're making your own end of the table, it's not like you can go to your... Yeah, and it's like, we can't... We want to get you on this, but we have all these other things we can yeah. get you on. Unearned income, all this shit. Exactly. Like, she wasn't the one actually doing yeah. this, the business, but she was doing, She was like, you're still running was, the she business. She was getting the money, so, yeah. Heidi truly earned her moniker as Hollywood Madam as her little black book was filled to the brim with famous clientele. Journals still kept by Heidi with confidentiality intact, even after all these years. This is a big, like, she's did interviews because they're like, oh, we'll pay you. Like, tell, yeah. us, tell us who you have. She's like, she's like yeah. no. That's not none of your fucking business. No, like you. <laughs> like, it's a golden rule where it's like, we're all adults. It's none of your business of what they were doing. And, yeah, go fuck yeah. yourself. I still want to 
And she's like, that's like, and I, she's like, I would have made good fucking money. Yeah. But she's like, I'm not going to. No, because then, I'm not gonna yeah. Because it. it's like, then you're, you're also just, powerful people. I, that would be my biggest concern. Like, oh, you're willing to flip for this much? Like, yeah. I'm going to ruin you now. Yep. Well, when it came down to her, her subsequent state and federal trials, one of the biggest stars identified as a client was actor Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Which no one was surprised. <laughs> what? <laughs> Not Charlie. Not Charlie. Traveler's checks made out for services rendered were found in Heidi's purse oh, during her arrest. Jesus. If the checks had not have been found, Sheen would have just fallen into a catalog of secrets kept by Fleiss, because while he spent bank, it was only a fraction of what other clients had spent. It's cheap. <laughs> cheap motherfucker. And that's just really funny. Uh, Charlie Sheen would admit to utilizing her services in front of a judge, but lowballed the actual spend, spending closer to five, three hundred to four hundred thousand dollars versus the six hundred sixty thousand over two dozen occasions that he told the court. <laughs> so if you think he lowballed, his highest was four hundred. That's a fraction of some people. Of what some people pay. Yeah. It's like golden magical Ooh. pussies. Just golden vajayjays. As far as the eyes as can far see. As the eyes can see. The perfect oh, natural boobies. Labia. <laughs> Federal charges against Heidi were officially put in place in 1994, to which she easily posted the bail. $100,000. <laughs> Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> the state trial would also begin the same year. In May 1996, the state conviction was overturned and her appeal bond was set at $200,000. Again, cakes yeah. and pies. Cakes uh, and pies. Cakes and pies. I'm going to pay you in cakes and pies. <laughs> Do you accept bits of string? Sorry, sir. Company policy. Points at sign. <laughs> Finally, in September 1996, Heidi was convicted of the federal charges of tax evasion and sentenced to seven years in prison. Oof. The state one was like, eh, you're already, you're kind of already doing it. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Fleiss only served 20 months of hard time at the Federal Correction Institution in Dublin. And on November 19th, 1998, Heidi was released to a halfway house in order to perform 370 hours of community service. Woo! I did 25 hours, and that was a really long time. She was already doing community service. Right? It's like, ah. She was doing the biggest community exactly. service. Actually. <laughs> Additionally, for the time served on federal charges, as part of her plea bargain with the state, she served a concurrent state sentence of 18 months for attempted pandering, to which, the ju- which she pleaded guilty to in 1997. I sunk my ship. I did. I was an idiot, and I have to take responsibility. We all knew what we were doing. The girls knew it was illegal. Yeah. The guys knew it was illegal. I knew it was. I knew it was illegal. I just didn't think I'd wind up in federal prison for sex. <laughs> Not even having the sex. Not even having the sex. Just counting the money for people who yeah. have the sex. Remaining insistent that the reason behind the charges were to were to get at her lucrative and confidential business in the sex industry. Mm-hmm. Far worse crimes have received far less punishment. Yeah. I don't regret what I did at all. It's all consensual sex. These men who are billionaires and these women in their 20s, they're old enough to make adult decisions, adult choices. Not wrong. Not wrong. Heidi used her time while she was incarcerated to self-reflect while also trying to maintain. Prison life, as we know, is not particularly easy, regardless of what sex you are. But she survived it, admittedly, by adapting to her environment. Prison was a lesbian hell. (laughs) I had one girlfriend who was an airplane mechanic in on drug charges. She's now a millionaire. (laughs) What the fuck? What the fuck? 
men are my preference, but you're there, and you're just going to do what you're just going to do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, go for it. Larry King, I think it was, it's, I've read so many interviews and watch, but uh, it was, I don't think it was Larry King, but it was another one. Asher like, okay, well, ha-, she's like, well, it happened, and yeah, I had sex with a woman. She's like, well, how did you survive? She's like, I just closed my eyes and pretended it was a dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, 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 how did I survive? Like, like it's not she, torture. Yeah, and it was, yeah, she wasn't being raped. She just had prison She you know, just needed, and, she had needs. They all, yeah, and she, I don't, and she, she's kind of mousy, so I mean, <laughs> she would be very wavy girlfriend. She's adorable. Just like, her like, nonchalance, like, eh, it's whatever. Well, you know what, let's just move like, on. Yeah, was, there was, like, like another girl prison. looked, her like, second girlfriend looked like J-Lo, she said, but their relationship wasn't sexual, but this one was. <laughs> the air mechanic. <laughs> just, like, your, her life. I, like, I just, like, it was a lesbian hell. It was a lesbian <laughs> hell. Fuck. Not my, not my forte. <laughs> I like penis. It was, like, one of the times she said, she's, like, not my thing. That's In the dick. <sighs> as soon as Heidi finished her prison term in 1999, she started capitalizing on her newfound notoriety. Woo! Making the rounds on popular TV interview programs, opened a fashion boutique in Los Angeles called Heidi Wear. Oh, which God. I, it's got to be... Like, it's not great. It's not a lot of fabric involved, probably. <laughs> it's just... Like, it's, uh, just... Uh. In addition to penning several books about the experience... <laughs> Uh, Heidi was still under probation and was frequently given urinary analysis after she relapsed post-release. Mm-hmm. Like, she's sober now, but it's it's not overnight. It's, it's a process. Even when you're sober, every day is, like, a struggle. Like, yeah. it's not for a day when you're like, I'm fine today. Like, yeah. this is it. Oh, like, wow. Today went perfectly smooth. Like, like, there's no dropping off point. Every day is a struggle. That's why being sober is hard, and it's yeah. admirable to people who are sober. So don't give them shit. Yeah. Motherfuckers. Be your best life. Heidi admitted, I slipped and had problems when I got out of prison readjusting to society. It was much more difficult than I had anticipated, and I got depressed and thought maybe a line of crystal meth might make me feel better. You know, there have been many days when like, I come home from work and I'm just like, <gasps> maybe meth. You know what? Today's the day. Maybe meth. No, there's never a day when meth is going to make things better. Heidi. It's always, not even once, Heidi. Bad Heidi. Rolled up newspaper. Boop the snoop. Her punishment for the mistake for her mistake caused Heidi to be sentenced to 14 days incarceration at the downtown metropolitan detention center. Oh, that cannot be fun. The toughest 14 days of her whole life, she said. Even more than the three years she was in, like, to the prison sentence. Like, yeah, because it's just like the it's just like the metropolitan like holding cell. Like, we're gross. Just oh, no. bullshit. 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 It's not good. I mean, obviously, don't don't do the crime if you can't do the time or whatever. But, but still, it's, 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 it's up. Humans are still humans and they need basic rights. Yeah. In 2003, Heidi had accused ex-boyfriend actor Tom Sizemore of domestic violence. Sizemore was convicted by a California jury on domestic violence, making criminal threats, and making obscene phone calls. A restraining order was issued against the actor. Now... Tom Sizemore is just a garbage person. He's anyway. Too. I'm looking like I just looked at pictures. Ugh, he's just he a is so douche. Let's see here. He was in Black Hawk Down, Saving Private Ryan. It doesn't look like he's worked for no. very good things for a while, probably because half because of that. Um, but yeah, he uh, he looks like he um has some issues that wouldn't be surprising, and she's so tiny too. Yeah. Anywho. 
I'm going to say the lack of work is contributed to this um, little blurb here. Uh, that same year, Sizemore is accused of inappropriately touching an 11-year-old girl during a scene. Directors asked Tom to leave the set leave the set of the film in Utah, but charges were never formally filed against the actor. Oh my god. It was like some, like, she, she was supposed to sit on his lap, and he had grazed her possibly in penetration. Oh my god, really? Um, yeah, and then like, and the mom, like, the, the kid's mom was like the one that was like, hey, like, you guys need to fucking do something about this. This happened, yeah. Because, like, he would enter the room, and she, like, fully shut down, panicked, and... Cause oh, what do you shit. Do? Yeah, like, she'd have that reaction. Yeah. And it's like, well, she's just a kid, blah, blah, blah. Like, she doesn't know. And, like, Tom Sizemore's like, no, but I'm an actor. Like, no, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Heidi, when asked about the situation, had a few simple words for him. If he did it, he should be castrated. And we all know how I feel about that course of action. Oh, Anthony volunteered as tribute to health. (laughs) I'm telling you, like, there's some... Me and Heidi, man. Kindred wackadoodles. It's almost like you were inspired by her, baby. No, I didn't know about that part. Okay. At that age, no. I didn't know about that. Just kindred spirits. See, 2003... Um, Not... That was like... It was like the year... When that happened. (laughs) Wow. You're like, you're right, he should be. (laughs) 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 Motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, shitballs. When the interviewer asked if she had any inclination that he would be capable of such crimes, Heidi insisted that while they were together, that wasn't what he was into, but he did have his own very strange preference. Oh, I don't want to know what it is. Are you going to tell me? I'm going to tell you. Oh, God, okay. I'm ready. Tom liked horse porn. He really liked his horse porn. This, I can't even say it with a straight face. This one woman that would have sex with a horse on the internet was told me it was his favorite fucking actress. Better than Meryl Streep. <laughs> so I hope every time someone watches Black Hawk Down and sees Tom Sidemore, just know that he has masturbated to horse bestiality. I mean, no shame. Uh, it for, is, for uh, I, you can shame this one, though, I think. If there's an animal involved. But, yeah, bestiality is a little... You probably don't do it. <laughs> How dare he compare that to Meryl Streep? Yeah. <gasps> <gasps> I mean, Meryl Streep is a fucking actress god. She's this. a fucking. <laughs> and you appreciate her. She's America's sweetheart. But yeah, she's like, um, uh, Now, do you think she was. Like, this is after the beating allegation, after all that other she's stuff. She's been so open and honest about everything, though, the whole time. She doesn't time. have a reason to lie. No, she doesn't. And she's like, fuck this guy. But I could see, like, saying something like well, that about next. Had... Like, yeah, he's into horse porn over here. No, it's because that was kind of her thing, though, too. Like, if that's what you wanted, that was one of those things that she could get for you. Like, she, if you had weird kinks. And he's like, oh, I she... love you. Thank you for getting me this horse porn. Yeah. <laughs> like, who do I know in this popular circle that could maybe get me access to this. Like, he's not a pedophile. He's worse. He's somehow worse, but Oof. also a pedophile. Because I probably 100% pedophile. believe that kid. Oh, yeah. Because he can fake reactions those, like Those that. reactions, yeah. No, no. Ah, uh, <laughs> Shake out those But jitters. it's just like, what the fuck is this story? What the, what the hell? Yeah. It's, it's like, and I got so much. I got more. You got more? I have more. Let, let's do it. Sticking to what she knew, in 2005, Heidi had announced plans to open a brothel in Parnip, Nevada, called Heidi Fleiss's Stud Farm. Because it's legal there. Yeah. Yes. 
more than anywhere else. Yeah, and they... And it's she, super regulated. She probably announced through a newspaper because they can't advertise. Yeah. They have to... It has to be press coverage. She, yeah, she ran into a whole bunch of problems. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she wanted... Because she wanted to do... It's kind of like breaking that glass ceiling thing. Obviously, people are going to go tours and spend more money and throw more money at a female mm-hmm. brothel, like where you... Uh, but she wanted to open a male brothel that catered to women. Oh, okay. So, but her plans for the brothel had been put on hold because when she was coming up, local resistance, legal issues, the advertising thing, yeah. getting permits. In the meantime, Heidi experimented with several other business ventures because why not? Yeah. In 2007, she opened a laundromat called Dirty Laundry <laughs> and expressed interest and focus on renewable energy, which she described as perfect for Nevada, the wave of the future. She I said, hope not. I hope Nevada isn't the wave of the future because Jesus Christ. <laughs> for, so, for, for renewable energy because it's so hot. Okay, yes. Okay, for renewable energy. I just yeah, thought yeah. that like Nevada and... I, she wanted to, like, invest in no No hate to Nevada and your people. I'm sure you're lovely people. You're dry heat. But Jesus, please no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Poor Nevadians. Poor Nevadians. I don't know what they call them. Nevadians. Nevadians? I don't know. Nevadians? 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 By 2009, she had, had officially abandoned her plans to open the brothel because she didn't want to deal with all the nonsense of, that, of the sex business. I just... She's getting frustrated with it. Yeah, because what did she put her smart mind to... Ugh, God damn it. Okay. But... Retail. Right? Or not retail. <laughs> real estate. Real estate. Stay away from but retail. She did say, right before, like, she completely called it, because she, like, it was entertaining this idea. She's like, what if I did a transvestite brothel? Oh. She's like, it would be fun. The ult is, like, ultimately not as lucrative or worth the stress. But she's like, I could see people driving an hour to an hour away to the middle of the yeah. desert if there's a beautiful tranny waiting for them. It's be groundbreaking. Glass ceiling. Glass ceiling. Punch it. Just look out for that falling glass. That's what happened. (laughs) She she got hit by the glass coming down. Heidi's brothel dream wasn't the only thing that came to a head that year. Her rock and roll lifestyle also came to an abrupt stop. Oh. Heidi was to be treated for substance abuse at the Pasadena Recovery Center, (gasps) which was also being filmed for the third season of VH1's Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew! The season premiered on January 17th uh, in 2010. I have been a big fan of Dr. Drew since Loveline. Yeah. Uh, just can't get... I've got a big crush on him. I think he's, he's the reason why... He's a silver why, fox. He's the reason why I like gray hair, I think. And I've, I feel like he's always had that, too. Yeah. Like, the blondy white hair. Like and it's Steve also, Martin. like, super, super soothing voice. And it was mm-hmm. always, like... I can see why he went... He has... Like, this caring, nurturing, you know, mm-hmm. feel to him because he does genuinely seem to care about his patients. And when he was on Loveline, he gave solid advice mm-hmm. and was never, like, judgmental. And just like, oh, yeah, if you want to do this, this is this is how you go about it. If you want yeah. This is very, for a medical field, very, very nice and responsive. Good I, bedside man. I have heard some negative things about celebrity rehab. The show, I bet, would yeah, be Yeah, the show. But. And it's, it's. Once they wrap the season, they're like, okay, go. And, like, like, if they're not ready, then... How do you carry on your treatment? Exactly, yeah. That's the hardest part. It's easy to stay clean when you're being watched all the time, but it's harder when you have to do the watching. Mm -hmm. And that transition, it's hard to get done, especially when you have cameras all over the place. Yeah, and then you're... And it's celebrity rehab, so you're already having, like, that... You already have level that of attention, and yeah. like I'm sure the TMZ was on like over at that place like all the time. Like, oh, who's front. new? Like whatever. Yeah. Just 2010, 2009. One of her fellow patients and housemates, 
for the season was none other than former flame Tom Sizemore. Oh. Let's put them in a house together, Horse shall we? Horse guy. Okay, okay, okay. Heidi's prior restraining order to Tom had officially lapsed over a couple years prior, but this pair still consented to appear together on the show. Their reunion was a highlight in season the season's third episode, and while Heidi had expressed mixed feelings about his presence, their meeting was amicable. Yes. Heidi was in rehab for what she stated was coming off of Suboxone, but there was other claims that hard drugs like methamphetamine and abuse of Vicodin. Obviously, she openly admitted to the meth thing, but it's like, oh, for the sake of being on a show, I think she wanted to kind of, like, scale it back. Yeah. And not be like, ugh, yeah, meth. Woo! Her ex. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Which is what meth makes you do. Woo! Ex Tom Sizemore was featured for his addiction of opiates, benzos, meth, and heroin. All the things. All the things. During the filming of the program, Heidi snuck out of the center and was involved in an accident in her SUV in her home near Nevada and was quickly returned to the Oh my god. Uh, so she's like, snuck out. I was like, woo! woo. Crash his car. Shit. Fuck! <laughs> damn it, damn it, damn it. <laughs> so when you say it was a train wreck, what you mean it was a car SUV wreck? wreck yeah. A car wreck. Insurance went up. Probably. Celebrity Rehab wasn't the only television show Heidi was featured on. In January 2010, she was invited to be the third housemate to enter the final Channel 4 series of the UK's version of Celebrities Big Brother! Big Brother! We used to watch Big Brother all the time. Did you ever watch the UK one? No, we didn't have access to it. Mm. But I really wanted to because Courtney Acton on one. I think she won. Nice. Yes. I never... I didn't have... Like cable a whole lot at the time, so I'm like I've never got into Big. Brother. It was one of those shows that my husband was really into, and he lived with his roommates, and I'd come over, and it was a couple, and the female she would always be into it and watching it with him, and then me and the guy would be sitting there like, "What is this? This is stupid. Why <laughs> are you is, guys watching? Why this? are they doing challenges? We're just both like judging, 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 and then." I'd come over the next week, because we were long distance at the time, and we'd be watching it again, and both me and his roommate were like, wait a minute, where'd this person go? And you're like, all of a sudden you're like, see, And then we're like, what do you mean this person isn't isn't voted off yet? So then we got into it. So oh, all God. four of us got into Speeding it. off of it. And then his mom watches it, oh, and yes. a couple Everyone's of our other super. friends watch it. So it just became this thing that I got obsessed Cult. with. <laughs> Phenomena. That's why I started be- going on Twitter, was to follow people. <laughs> It was, like, I was obsessed with it. And then one season happened, and it was the stupidest baloney. I watched Survivor. Of any the season. The first one. It was awful. I watched part... I've watched some Survivor. The naked one. Mom. The guy with the naked guy. Yeah. Blah, like, blah, blah, blah. That's the, that one. The guy with the naked guy? Or yeah. The guy who the was The season with the naked guy. Yes. Season with the naked gentleman. Season with the naked guy. Um, no, I... It's, a, it's, it's very entertaining, because it's a bunch of people that um, are competing... For like a quarter of a million dollars. It's still... It's not that much. A million more dollars than I have. It's not that much money, first off. Second off, they have to go to a house for three months, so they can't... They have to either quit their job or take leave from their job. Because, like, just go on, like, an elevator. For a 1 in 18 chance, they might get it. Oh, Only man. one of them's going to get it. Yeah. So you go there, and then you, hu- you humiliate yourself by going through all these ridiculous challenges. You have to expose yourself to... Everybody, 24-7. Because there's live feeds that go on. Like, this is streaming the whole time? Yes. And, like, there's a whole, like, Reddit thing of just recapping everything that happened that day and stuff like that. It's 
absolutely insane. Sort of, like, viewers have access. So I know, like, the show I'd imagine is, like, on once or twice a week. But, like, can you just, like, log into that live feed yeah. and just watch? So the show's just on watch three, three times a week. And then you can log in to, like, the CBS whatever and just watch. That's and so there, weird. And there are times when they shut it off, like, when they're about to release a show so people don't know exactly what Oh, so, like, no happened. spoilers. Yeah, exactly. They, so no spoilers. You can't spoil it for others. And they have, like, this little fish tank that they show. I might have watched a little bit of it. <laughs> just dabble. Nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> so I started reading the... The fish <laughs> ate the other fish. Because it, it's interesting what makes it into the show and then what production doesn't put in the show. Well, yeah, because you want to, like, they boost put your numbers story. and, like, flip it. It's all a story. They want mm-hmm. they want it to go with the story. So And it's crazy also because it's a lot like a sporting event where you don't know what's going to happen. Oh, so you get really nervous because you have to... You have to... Everyone has to vote. Ah, and you don't know what they're going to do. And blah. Yeah. Shit. So, anywho, that was my... That's, History of Rose's experience with Big Brother. <laughs> and that's how um, I learned what Big Brother was. And I would love to see the season with her or Courtney act in it. Just like, what yes. are you guys doing? <laughs> if we have those kind of fans, please send us DVDs. <laughs> right? Um, she was not a very long. Uh, she was the second housemate to be evicted. Ah, yeah. After causing waves during her appearance. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, it was... It's actually really kind of stupid because, God forbid, she was honest. Um, Heidi's open-minded, open-minded opinions were not received well by the public after she had stated that she does not want children. She felt she would be a poor mother and if she would, uh, and would respond to an unplanned pregnancy by terminating it, which... Her fucking no, really. body, her choice. Yeah. But since it's like, oh, well, you pile on stigma of sex work. Yeah. And then like, oh, so you're this monster, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and you'd also do that to a child, blah, blah, blah. Like, no. So you think that a child should grow up with the stigma of her brother working in sex work. Yeah. Being a celebrity for sex work. And knowing when she knows she's not going to be a good mom. She's and an she's, addict. She's not. Exactly. She's an addict. She's not ready if ever for that kind of responsibility. And she recognizes that and has the control of her own body to say no thank you. Yeah. That we should be applauding that. Like that shouldn't be. It would, it'd be one thing if she's going get knocked up every 10 seconds. Yeah. But she's not. She's just saying like no. She I'm, was. Yeah. She was always very careful. Like and with anything she did. Like she was. Like, for the most part, tried being very meticulous, but yeah. it's just one, you know, the drugs and shit fuck you up. But. Well, that and, like, you know, when you're an outspoken person, sometimes mm-hmm. you say the wrong thing to the wrong person, and that happens. And It's like, you also, basically, this is kind of what you wanted, because you put it on a reality show, and then you just got butthurt about it, because well, it's not, like, it's a different kind of drama, it's not, I guess. It's not the producers that got mad. Yeah. It's the public that, that gets yeah. mad, or the people around but her. the producers knew, like, if we put her if in, If we maybe. put her in, she's going to cause waves. That's what they want. But it's just like, damn. Um, for this comment regarding the abortion that elicited such angry responses for some viewers, Heidi did not even return for the show's finale. They were giving us so much flack for it. Oh, my God. She's like, fucking, I don't need that. Can't handle me at my Bye. realist. <laughs> you don't deserve me at my no, whatever. <laughs> you don't need shit. After completing another round of treatment for substance abuse at the Pasadena Center, Heidi became engaged to Dennis Hopp, owner of Nevada's infamous Moonlight Bunny Ranch. Oh. He owned, like, he owned, yeah. owned, he's passed away, but owned a lot, a lot. Yeah. Like, the majority. He was the front runner for Nevada. Mm-hmm. Well, they never officially married, it was like common law, um, kind of, sort of, more. It was yeah. Heidi's life, it's weird. Um, the couple would be on and off again up until Dennis's unexpected death on October 16th, 2018. It's not a couple years ago. Yeah. Dennis 
Hoff died in his sleep while at his love ranch in South Crystal, Nevada, following a party for his 72nd birthday. Oh. He he died, he died doing what he left. It's called Crystal, Nevada? So, yeah. The, the, the love ranch? The place is called Crystal, Nevada? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Another point goes to Nevada. <laughs> you... You did the it. The wave of the future. You you done did it. You're gonna name this one's name ain't methadone. <laughs> the capital's meta white dragon. <laughs> Speaking of. Oh no. In August. <laughs> she can't even. <laughs> In August 2013, Nevada police received a tip and seized nearly 400 marijuana plants growing in Heidi's home. Oh, Officers did not arrest her, but just submitted their findings to the DA. She's got them. What do you want me to do about them? Look, do you see it? Have you met her? I'm pointing at nothing. Do you see it? She's got it. 400 of them. I'm telling. See it? Look at it. Look at those plants. 400 of them. Do what you will. Of course. Okay, what else is there? What else you got? Let's see. He's like, get a tank! Burn it down! Yeah. (laughs) Stand down wind! (laughs) Right. You got got some airflow. After her father's passing, Heidi received a substantial inheritance from her father's estate in 2015. How do we know what her parents felt about this whole thing? Um, not mad, but disappointed. Oh, okay. Um, but they still loved her. She felt, yeah, no, and they were the further down the line. They were more supportive. She felt embarrassed for, for them. them. I can see that. It was the biggest thing. Because she's like, my dad was so well-renowned in and this community. And now his name is... And, and she's like, I felt terrible for that. And I always apologized. And they, they, came, to, they came to terms with it. But. That's good. That's good. At the urge of her peers, Heidi invested one million U.S. dollars into Bitcoin, of all things, in order to help fund her goal of helping preserve an endangered macaw parrot species. We will talk about the birds so in a second. So, her peers being the people in Crystal? Um, <laughs> or was she talking was to her pot plants? <laughs> Actual people. Real pot people. plants are like, Bitcoin! Yeah. Bitcoin! Like, how high do you need to be to bring a fucking million dollars into Bitcoin? Mm. Some people think it's really a good idea. I mean, and it was super popular. I mean, no, yeah. that's, that's the heyday. When Heidi expressed interest in getting the money back, Elizabeth Keeringe and her husband refused. The couple had converted their cryptocurrency over into dummy accounts for their own personal use. Yep. Which is what you do with Inviso monies. I don't, it's, I don't understand how it works. So doing what anyone would do in that situation, in 2019, Heidi actually filed a official lawsuit for $4 million over the lost Bitcoin revenue. Nice. The value of interest accumulated for the Bitcoin from the initial investment in 2015 to when Heidi wished to have pulled out in 2017, in theory, would have left Heidi with a large chunk of change, justifying the dollar, the high dollar lawsuit amount. And the judge is like, what's Bitcoin? Yeah, right. Oh, We ain't have this in Crystal. Uh, uh, hey, uh, Jerry, can you Google what Bitcoin is? <laughs> what's we a, have a Bitcoin What's case. a Bitcoin? Is this just quarters? Is it like a little bit of money? It's a small, got, small quarter? A bit of coin in your pocket? Like Jerry? a dime? It's a bit of coin. Utilizing her remaining wealth and acreage of land in 2017, we're going to jump right back, because she didn't. She just now filed the lawsuit. It does make sense in a timeline. It's just yeah. weird. Um, 
She Ba and currently manages the Flying S Ranch Ultralight Flight Park, a mini airport style landing area suitable for small aircrafts like hang gliders and hot air balloons. Oh, she's what? an air pimp! <laughs> Pimping out your sky. Put your plane in my runway. <laughs> a private runway, you asked for Private you runway, yep. It goes both ways too. <laughs> Only, if Only you in prison. <laughs> Close your eyes. Any pretend runway is what you want to do. pretend it's a plane. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. God. All right. That's, that, that's so, awesome. And the point of the Bitcoin was to raise money for the macaw thing. Okay. Tell us. Let's talk about the birds. The there. birds. Oh, I love this. This is like my favorite part of her. <laughs> I, I titled this Crazy Burb Lady. Yeah. Today, 27 years after the initial arrest and sentencing, 50 year old, the 54-year-old lives with dozens of exotic birds on the outskirts of Parham, Nevada, which is where Pahrump? she... Pahrump, Pahrump. <gasps> I know somebody who's in Pahrump. Yeah. And who lived in Pahrump. Yeah, Pahrump. Pahrump. Shout out to Pahrump. <laughs> I hate you. Also... <laughs> wow. I, no, I hate Pahrump. Well... You leave her little landing strip and her bird. No, her landing us. strip is fine. <laughs> I just hate what happened. <laughs> I love you, my best friend. That's all. <laughs> she'll, yeah. she'll get it. She'll okay, get okay, it. Okay. I was like, wow, no. I remember when I was told about Pahrump. <laughs> I'm just like, like, harum. Yeah. Like, Pahrump. <sighs> like, that's what I'm picturing. Like, just this <sighs> Harump, Nevada. That's what I was called. Pahrump. Yep, okay. Wow. Does it make... It just adds to it, doesn't it? Oh, Jesus. Fucking Nevada. Way of the future. She continues... Fucking crazy. Uh, <laughs> Heidi continues daily to struggle with her addiction like anyone in recovery has good days and bad days. Yep. But one of the biggest things to get her through it all was her kind-hearted love for her avian friends. I moved to Nevada to get back into the sex industry. I rented a house that, unluckily for me, happened to be next door to a retired madam who was bedridden. One time, At one time, she ran the exotic bird department for the Tropicana Hotel, so she had all these birds. One night, she called me up at 3 in the morning say she, saying she couldn't breathe. And when I went there, there was a helicopter taking her away. As she was dying, she says to me, Heidi, take care of the birds. I told her, no, but here's where I am. <laughs> I fell in love with these birds, and I lost interest in the sex business, and I'll never turn my back on them. I thought that she was always into the birds. Oh. While taking, a, while taking care of the inherited flock of exotic and endangered birds might seem like a stretch when it comes to passion projects, Dr. Drew Pinsky actually has an explanation for this natural jump. Uh, tell me, Silver Fox. <laughs> tell me, Silver Fox. You're my only hope. <laughs> Dr. Drew, who had treated Heidi previously for substance abuse, performed brain scans on her that showed significant frontal lobe dysfunction. Mm-hmm. He surmised that this dysfunction was behind her inability to empathize with people, but strengthened her affinity to doing so with birds, because birds have their certain, like, yeah. way about them. There's actually no quote there. I'm sorry if you got, like, really excited. I didn't have a Dr. Drew quote. It's okay. We can look one up after. It's okay. I'll just look at a picture of him. Like, <laughs> it's me. But yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, no, it's true. Like, I, after, yeah, substance abuse for years and years, and, like, all these other, like, things that have added to it and you're just like oh my stepdad was a grade a asshole but he had a peach face love bird that loved him and he loved it and it was and animals any animals he would just 
it's like something turned into about a big them. baby for. And yeah, it's 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 an interesting thing. Um, but yeah, everything in my life, even my fuck ups, and there's been a lot of them. Everything has worked out right now has led out to me being exactly where I am. Most people think I'm a kook because my heart goes out to these captive macaws. I think every day in prison was important because to me it made me realize how awful it would be if someone forced you to live your whole life inside a box. And that's what happened to these birds. It's not a popular subject matter, but they need someone who's a little bit kooky like me to stand up for them. I'll never be able to help them all, but maybe if I could create a place where people don't want them, they can live their life without a cage. Oh, I like that. Does she have them just like free range around the house? They That's fly awesome. in and out. They fly. That's awesome. And like you could, it's easier to do that in Arizona because there's that heat yeah. around here. If you do it, they'll die out in the cold, but. That's a, that's so cool. Like that's my, I had a cockatiel when I was a kid, and I had a parakeet. Yeah, I mean Littlefoot. And I I th- I was gonna name him uh, Kermit. That was my <laughs> plan because I wanted a green cockatiel, Aww. and I got it. Like he just doesn't look like a Kermit. I ended up naming him Morrison after Jim Morrison. That's also, I feel like depending on the, I could see him being Morrison. I figured because Jim Henson, Jim Morrison, I could make the jump. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and um, but anywho. I've always felt really guilty about, like, having a bird in a cage just for that reason. And expo- I'm sure somebody in jail could definitely empathize with that. Mm-hmm. Like, could, like, you think you're doing something great for them and having them in this cage and everything. And maybe some are more domesticated than others. And, yes, a lot of them can't survive out in the wild or what have you. But it's because we put them there. They weren't bred like this. Yeah. yeah. No one's supposed to, No one's born, you know. They shouldn't have to live your life like that. Exactly. Looking, let the birds free. Yeah, let them free, man. Looking back at her career notoriety, Heidi said she paid a heavy price for running an illegal business, but what she learned a lot about herself in the process. Most nights, Heidi Fleiss is alone in a secluded sanctuary on the edge of a desert. In the evenings, they fly around here. I don't clip their wings, and I don't keep them in cages. I believe that life is what you make it, and so does Heidi. Be free, fly high, with unclipped wings. <gasps> oh, I like that. That's the story of Heidi Fly. I like that. That was a good story. There's so much more than yeah. than I even knew. I knew about <laughs> birds and prostitution yeah. and the madam and everything. Yeah. And That's... I'm like, oh, well, well, where are we going, Heidi? Where are we going? She's like, I don't know, meth, weed, birds, airports. Big I brother. Know. Big brother. Celebrity Dr. Drew. Horse porn. Bunny ranch. Want? Bunny ranch. <laughs> Horse porn. Horse porn. <laughs> Laundromat? Lesbian hell? Lesbian hell? Jewish uh, nose. <laughs> she said it. She did. <laughs> um, she, she's got, she was, uh, she had, I think I had two more quotes. Just because I, I didn't even know where to put them, but I just, yeah. like, uh, look, I had the party. I did the party. Through the party was the party. I'm partied out. <laughs> I live every day to the fullest, and that's the lesson that I've learned for a high price I paid for the law. And then, um... There's a quote about uh, if Larry King asked her if, like, she, about the prostitution, it was like, oh, mm-hmm. did you, like, how active were you in that part of mm-hmm. it? And she's like, let me, when she opened her, her own, I guess, yeah. when she branched off, uh, she's like, let me tell you something. If you want to get into a business and you want to do it the best, I don't care if it's cookies, cars, whatever it is, you got to get down in the trenches, know what it's all about. That cookie formula, that just doesn't come in and start running it. You gotta know how much sugar, flour, chocolate chips. I was down in the trenches for a little bit, and I went straight to the top. Like, she's such a... <laughs> I just love her. I and I can't around. Her. And, it just, and it's true. Like, I'm... Fucking... Life can be really shitty, man. Yeah. 
But it's how you turn it around. It's how you... And I like how she hasn't... She doesn't blame anybody else. No. She's like, she's I owned did up to this, all of it. I did it to myself, and I'm here where I'm at, and this is it. Like... This is who I am. I have a lot of respect for people who can just admit what they've done and, like, kind of just go yeah. for it. Like, yeah. Like... It's crazy awesome, and I've just... I, I'm glad... I didn't... I've played with doing this story for a couple weeks now, and I'm like, okay, I, I don't want to do it quite yet. And then I'm like, okay, it's time for a treat. That was me and Kemper. I'm like, I don't, like, I want a tasty time, one. Yeah, is it time for a big one? Is it time for a big... Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, and it's like, and I had just had a fairly heavy one, and I kind of want to, like, like, we're, a, we're like, a true crime podcast or whatever, but I like to... I mean, spice it up sometimes. I thought that's, that's she went to jail. It's she crime. went to jail. There's crime she, there. Yeah, she. It's and a it's true crime. Whether or not it's something we agree should be a crime or not. Yeah, for sure. And I. It's, I and mean, if she, if it was, they're something... all adults, and I feel like if no one was getting hurt, and she was super regulated and safety wise, yeah. and always made sure her girls were tested. If it was safe and regulated, then they could claim taxes on it, and they wouldn't get put into jail for bullshit yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, no, I that was a good story. I liked it. Heidi! Yes. yes! So much fun. Um, well, cool, yeah. Um, let us know if you have any ideas for episodes for us, requests. We love requests. We love hearing things from you. Um, uh, we love hearing your random acts thoughts. <gasps> yes! So email them to us at sisteraxpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at sister underscore acts and on Instagram, Instagram and Facebook at Sister Axe Podcast. Woo! We will see you again for another week. Shout out. Um, I know this is we're like in the future yet and we're in a time machine. Um, shout out to all of our broad, broad viewing base. Yeah. Multiple states. We're very excited. We, I don't know if it's like IP things paying or where you're at or where you, what you're doing or where your phone lives, but well, there's someone in the UK, shout out to like, you. We don't know anybody there. No. That's a stranger. Hi. That's a stranger. Hi, stranger. Hi. We love you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Goshen, Kentucky. Goshen, Kentucky. Goshen. Goshen. Hell Goshen. yeah. You tell us. You've listened a bunch. Thank you. All y'all. No, like, thank you. It, it was this literally this, like, tiny little nugget of, a, of an idea. Yeah. And the fact that we've been able to spread our wings so far. Yeah, it was just, it just started as, like, we should talk about this more. You're like, hey, like, we, we don't get to hang out as much as we used to, and, like, hey, like, we both love talking about this kind of stuff, and it's just, like, you guys love talking about it, too! You guys like listening to us talk about it. Which I'm impressed! What? <laughs> what? Thank you. We Thank love you. you guys so much. Yes! Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.